Well, joining me as we wrap up the day's markets action is Caroline Kremen from AdviceWix. Thanks so much for your time, Caroline. Um, in that markets read, I actually mentioned the uh, PCE numbers that came out. We did see an uptick in inflation uh, in January compared to December, also higher than what markets had expected. So bad news on that front, but good news coming in from consumer spending, um, also seeing an uptick and really remaining robust. But you know how it is in the markets, good news tend to be bad news so i'm just wondering from what we have seen in terms of consumers still going out to buy even with the high prices that they're faced with does that undermine the fed efforts that we've seen so far in terms of bringing down that demand and tackling inflation well i think it's it's taken people a little bit by surprise we saw the january run up i think you know a few swallows don't make a summer so you know when people are looking at these figures in december um you, you know i think it was just a little bit too soon to to call it yes the consumer does appear to be more resilient so but i also think it was a little bit too early to actually see real pressure on the consumers you know they had cash on the balance sheet you are starting to see in some of the middle to lower income um, demographics where there is pressure. And you're also seeing in the middle income that people are starting to use credit more. It's just not impacting sales yet. And also just remember this was over December and, and you know, the Black Friday, November, when, when people probably wanted to spend a bit before things got a little bit dire in 2023. So I think it's a question of watch the space. Um, I do think, um, you know, the market is looking at the Fed actually increasing by 50 basis points. That That is possibly likely because you're seeing a lot of noise out of the other Fed chiefs, you know, trying to lead people into believing that that is actually what's going to happen. Yeah, quite interesting there because uh, going to that kind of thinking from what we thought at the beginning of the year that the Fed could actually start to cut rates um, in the second half of the year, but not looking like we will be seeing that from the Fed. Let's take a look at the company news that came out of the JC today. So Liberty Two Degrees came out with results, year-end results, saying that retail turnover and foot count exceeded pre-pandemic levels, although they did see a slight improvement in the occupancies in the office space, but that recovery remains muted. Um, they've also said reversions are still negative, but they've improved significantly. I'm just thinking, this is uh, an expected performance from the REIT sector, right? I mean, even, and we can kind of say that they are in a good space, even with the headwinds that still persist. Yes, look, I think uh, they were good results. And, uh, you know, and, you know, the offices you, you can kind of expect, uh, they're probably never going to go back to where they were pre-COVID. Um, the company's got a solid balance sheet, you know, it's got a real quality portfolio. Um, they're reducing vacancies. Um, I think the one spot for me is that I really do want to watch, I wouldn't be jumping into this, is that obviously they're not providing guidance um, about, you know, what the impact of load shedding. And, and also the increased cost of utilities, they've offset by increasing their collections. Now, you can't do that into perpetuity. So I think, you know, and, and certainly you, you offset those costs against your tenants and can the tenants make, you know, take take the increased footfall to the advantage so that they don't have to start to close their businesses. So I think this is going to be a real bellwether of how resilient, um, um, you know, consumers are. 
and it's going to be one to watch but i would be cautious about jumping yeah. in right now ah okay um another company that uh, investors have been cautious about is murray and roberts looking like they can't escape mm -hmm. uh, punishment from the markets so murray and roberts coming out with the interim trading statement today kind of got a glimpse into just how much trouble exists in the numbers so a number of problems both in the macroeconomic environment as they deal with inflation and supply chain issues but also with their high debt levels and also the problems that we've seen with Clough in Australia. Just reflect for us on uh, the six months um, that and, and the hand that the company has been dealt with in, in the last six months. So this is very interesting and it's one of the reasons why I've never been fond of investing in construction companies because you really do need one or two things to go against you and you're underwater. And Murray Roberts could not afford to be underwater because their debt levels are also very high and you're going to be refinancing at higher rates. But, you know, if you've got inflation and you've got disruptions, when you've got fixed price contracts, if even one or two of those have issues, you've got a very, very big issue. So, you know, not, not a great space for Marion Roberts. Yeah. Another company that the market punished today um, and quite surprising because leading up to the uh, release of the trading update today, there'd been quite significant optimism on this company, and this is Hulamin. So they're saying that they expect headline earnings per share to slump by as much as 49%, but normalized hips will be as much as 38% higher than the prior period. So saying that um, the difference between the two metrics is the metal price lag. They didn't really provide much color in that trading update. But yeah, as I mentioned, the markets did uh, print that uh, paint. That stock red today was down more than 6%. What are you making of those numbers? What metrics are you looking at there? Well, I really want Hulaman to succeed as a company, but when you've got such a vast difference in your hips and your normalized hips, you know, rather go for the, the headline earnings yeah. um, because that's actually a reflection of actually what happened. And and what happened really was that the volatility of the aluminium market really actually smacked them. I mean, aluminium is down 30% in a year. So it takes a while for them to, to you know, pass that type of thing um, on, on, on to, to customers. So not a great space for them. I, I, I'm, I'm actually curious about what will actually happen to this company because I think it was about six months ago there was a deal to potentially buy out the company. Yeah. And, and maybe we're looking at something like that again at the price where it is now. Uh, all right. I hear you on that. So, well, let's get to your stock pick uh, for today, Caroline. Right. Well, it's an ETF pick. Um, it is the Invesco High Yield Equity Dividend Achiever Fund. The code is PEY. The one thing I don't like about this is that the expense ratio is a bit high, 5.52%. But that said, you get 50 quality stocks um, with a good dividend yield and growth in dividends. Its one-year return has been positive 6%. It's got a 4% distribution. The price earnings ratio on that is 12, which is, is not high. And you'll see the lack of volatility in the high and low price over the last year. The, the low was 18, the high was, was 22. And it's only got 2% in technology. So you're getting a very, very nice basket of things that tend to be quite stable, utilities, financials, and consumer staples. So if you start to get concerned about what Mr. Jerome Powell is, is, is going to do, or indeed Vladimir Putin, this might be a nice place to hide and just ignore the market for the rest of the year. Yeah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights today, Caroline. Caroline Kremen from AdviceWorks.